Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Um, we had some technical difficulties, so we're sorry we're late. But I couldn't. The music didn't start initially when we um, when we began the show, so we ended up um, disconnecting, losing callers. And anyway, we're back with you now. So the number to call is nine one four three three eight zero one six four, and we would love it if you. Let us know you'd like a reading. Press 1 if you'd like to speak with us, callers. And uh, you may join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile. And I was considerate enough to call our callers and let them know that we are indeed back on the air. So one of them has returned. Let's bring her on. It's Michelle. Michelle. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Neil. How are you guys? Good, Michelle. So I'm guessing there's some kind of follow-up that you want to tell yes. us. Yes. So yes. we're very curious. <laughs> um, yeah, you're going to like one of them, um, Kristen. So uh, as you guys um, had suggested for me to go listen to Frank Sinatra, specifically Young at Heart, um, I went and I listened to that. You know, I, I don't know if I've ever heard that song before. Honestly, I don't know. But of course, I know Frank Sinatra. And the point is, is when I was listening to it, I didn't realize how close my dad's voice was to Frank Sinatra. So when he was singing, it sounded just like my dad the majority of the time. So that was pretty wild. Um, I was not expecting that. I, I didn't realize that before. And then no, wait, the other his thing was... voice or a speaking voice? His singing voice? No, or singing his... voice. Singing voice. So your dad sang. sung a lot. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and nice. he liked that kind of music, but I never, I never connected that that he sounded very much like him. I never interesting. connected that. Okay, that's interesting. And okay, then on. a couple of days, a couple of days later, um, I, I like to play trivia, like live trivia, like on a team, and I've I've been doing that for a long time. And we went to a different game. We went to a different game at a different place, and. Before the game, there's a bonus question that they put online like an hour or two before the game. And then when you go to the game, you you give the answer. And I was the one who went to go look to see what the question was. And the answer, again, was a Frank Sinatra song, which is very bizarre because they never, they hardly ever talk about Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And then when I was at the trivia game, when I got there, my friend on the team she, you're going to like this, Kristen. <laughs> she was wearing a necklace and the <laughs> necklace had like a bird pendant on it. And I had talked to her about that because she had actually given me one. It wasn't a bird. She, it was like a shell or something, but she got it from a trip and she brought it back for all of us. Each one of us had a different one. And I never knew she had the bird because I was the last one to get it. And then the last thing was that at the game, uh, during the game, here and there, I ended up talking to the manager of the restaurant. And um, I found out that this guy is really involved in music, even though he's at the restaurant, and he's played many instruments, and he's played in a famous band, a couple of famous bands, and he um, has three degrees in music. And I asked him, just because I was just curious, I asked him if he was a music teacher. And when I asked him that, I actually remembered something that Neil had told me quite a long time ago that I was going to meet a music teacher. So I don't know if that's that or or what what that is. 
You mean you're questioning now, you want to know whether this is a potential relationship for you because there seems to be some kind of interest. If I'm, I mean, in general, in general, yeah. I mean, because it all kind of connected together. Connected, yeah. All the dots connected with the reading that you had last time, and then of course, Neil mentioned years ago, probably, that you would meet a music teacher. I'm kind of vaguely remembering, actually. Um, and so, was there attraction? Did you exchange phone numbers, anything like that, or was it just a conversation? And you know, you plan to go back to this location, restaurant, um, or I mean. I think we were attracted to each other, but it wasn't really the right time and the right place, and there was too much going on. But my team actually won the entire game, and oh, they gave me the gift certificate. Excuse me? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so we won the game, and nobody wanted to come back, so they gave me the, the gift certificate to come back and spend the money. So I will go back, so I may see him. Uh-huh. And you don't know his birthday, I'm sure. No, I just know his name's Sean. That's it. His name is Sean. Okay. Mm-hmm. So is this a potential love connection? Well, the first thing is it's very interesting that this, all these hits would lead. I mean, they're all connected. Everything that happened, of course, Frank Sinatra, then this music guy, the bird necklace, all relate to the reading. Then you know, awaken this awareness in you that your dad sounded like Frank Sinatra. You never associated that before, but that. Right. And now a music teacher is coming to your life which is pretty interesting, kind of by way of this listening to Young at Heart, it seems. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of this is the content of your father influencing the uh, results beforehand. So we have to give some credit to his input as a signal that he's around. And mm-hmm. signifying his presence and using the uh, prior moments to lead up to the present moment. So he was talking probably to us. How long has your father been deceased? 12 years. Yeah. He was obviously using the, those prior moments to build up to this uh, confirmation. Now, the. The spirits, soul spirits on the other side can give clues because what they, they either can help to promote those clues or they see things in the future that we don't particularly see. And so when their spirits and souls talk to us, we relay that information. But it may not make sense at the moment for the person. Because it right. be future, you know, might be future, something that's going to happen in the future. So, you know, whether this, Sean is his name? Sean. 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 Is it a S-H-A-N-W-N or S-E-A-N? Do you know? S-H-A-W-N. Okay. Well, you know, he has a predominantly Irish name. But that doesn't necessarily... Have you ever been to Ireland? Any connection with you in Ireland? Yeah, I have some Brazilian friends I want to go visit in Ireland. But you've not been, right? No, I've never been there. I didn't think you'd been there. Okay. Yeah. So if you have currently some Brazilian friends that want to visit Ireland, what it means is that this Sean is on your track record to meet. It doesn't necessarily qualify him as a husband or a boyfriend, but it's 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 a single. You you're, you you were supposed to meet him. Now, uh, your master number is three. And did you say he has three? You said something about a three with him. Three. Yeah, three three music degrees. Yeah. Yeah. So, you see, okay, so when we get into that, we go, oh, okay, there's a connection there, too. Does it numerically fit into things? Yes. Is it psychic, perhaps? But it still allows us to move a little bit forward. Now, in your location, I don't even know what state you live in. She's in Florida. Florida. Are there any trains nearby you? Yes. Okay. So a visual image I have of you currently could be symbolic. Is your car stopped waiting for a train to pass? 
Now, you say there are trains near you. Um, does it get as specific as you driving in your car and having to wait for a train to pass by? No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Pretty pretty near to the restaurant where I was, there's a there's a old train car which was turned into a restaurant that used to be part of the Ringling Circus. Oh, okay, so this is important. Did you park nearby? Yeah, I was very close to that that okay, thing. That's what maybe I, that's two what minutes away or something. That's what I saw. Because I saw the train look like an old fashioned train. It didn't look like these speed trains. No. Um, yeah. Okay. So now we move a little bit closer. Now, I'm going to ask you another question. Have you ever had in your lifetime a problem with mites in the house? Mm, my mom at one time, she thought these animals in the backyard were, were rats or mice. So she had my dad kill them. And they actually turned out to be rabbits, but she didn't know that until later oh, on. My God. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, <laughs> We're bad animal stories. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, well, your father, I don't think your father's mentality included being um, sadistic, sadistic you know, cruel to animals. No. But he's using that as another reference to speak to you. I, I don't know. We're getting into a deep reading is what's happening in the show. Because your father has the a sense of communicating with you. Uh, we'll do our best what we can in the limited time of, of a radio show. But, you might sure. want to consider something yeah. deeper and yeah. longer if you want. Sean, is he, so what's his position at the restaurant you said? The restaurant that you were at? Yeah, he's the, he's the manager, but is it there? was really, really busy, and they, did, they were short-staffed, so he was helping ser- be a server. And his three music degrees are they are they like three different bachelor's degrees and in different instruments or theory or is does he have um, postgraduate or graduate degrees? Uh, I know they're real degrees. I don't I don't I didn't get into what they all were, but I know that he he plays different instruments as well. Because you can have I know the cello <laughs> is one of them, and I don't remember the other one. Cello. Well, I mean, he could have multiple degrees in different instruments, or it could be in like theory or history as well as performance. Who knows? So we don't know that. Um, okay. Well. Okay. Well, I don't know if you have, you know, you're calling back with these confirmations. What it does is it it lodges your father into a more secure position of communication. I'm not really sure what his ultimate motive is aside from just tapping base with you. There could be something deeper. We're not going to be able to get to that on a You know, what I did want to ask her is about the whole Agent Orange um, situation that you were pursuing. Are you still? Um, I took a break on that because I'm still waiting for information. They were backed up from COVID, so I just sat on it for, for right now. Wow, so I can't I can't really move on without some of that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, that's I'm unfortunate. Taking a break right now. Well, that's okay. You can take a break. You're entitled to. Maybe you'll come back to it at some point. But I was curious and didn't remember to ask you on the last show and thought of it afterwards. So, well, the Sean is a potential. I mean, if you're going back into the restaurant. You have a certificate to go there. Maybe you can, mm-hmm. I mean, are you planning to go within a couple of weeks? Would you be forward enough to ask him out? Um, uh, I'll probably go next week just because my friend and I would right. have time to go. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I actually wanted to give him my number, but it was not the right time. There was too much going on and people were staring at me and stuff and I didn't want to do that. And I think he would have been open to it, but it just, it wasn't the right time. So maybe I told him. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Oh, I told him because he liked trivia too, and I told him he should come play with us sometime, and he was interested in it. Well, you know, the the method of flirtation and attraction, I think, is pretty sound. The availability is the next stage. So that would include a, a, a more intricate look at his karma, his birthday. Yeah, you need to get that. Um, it, it, might, <laughs> it might be hard to you do. Know, is he married? Is he single? 
Does he have a girlfriend? Yeah, he's not married. See, because the idea is the connection between you and him is there. That There's no doubt about but that. But finding what obstacles might be. Yeah, we don't know the, the sound conclusion. The name of the restaurant, does it have any, like, the word cafe in it? What's the name of the restaurant? Mandeville Beer Garden. Mandeville Beer Garden? Mandeville Beer Garden, yep. Mandeville. So that would suggest, uh, that might suggest a helmet. You know, Mandeville is the jaw, the mouth. So it's... Mandeville, Mandeville. Oh, Oh, well, man, I was like, <laughs> why do they have like, You're like, wow, that's a weird place. The name of the restaurant. I have a beautiful explanation for that. <laughs> Sorry. You wow. got to call them up and tell them to change the restaurant and then call us back. Mandeville. Yeah. So is, it, is it like, uh, like New Orleans? It's this German like, kind of beer place that prides themselves on lots of different kinds of beer. Mandeville is a city in Louisiana, so it's weird that it was, I mean, I don't understand, but anyway. Well, Bill comes, <laughs> Bill uh, is, is French, but it's also English. It's a corruption of field, like Mansfield. But the, um, okay, so we've got, now, was your dad a beer drinker? Not really, no. Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. Just, I was just curious. Well, I don't know. I mean, it 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 um it appears as though uh, there's something moving forward in this regard. And your your father's very active. Um, I'm trying to actually sort of. I mean, this could turn into a long reading because he's. Plaguing me with all the kinds of noise and images, and you know, I'm trying to tell your father that um, you know it, it, we gotta we gotta keep it chicken. specific. I'm but, getting an image of chicken. I don't know why. Well, yeah, gross because it's like fried chicken or chicken. Have you eaten chicken lately? Any chicken? Yeah, I had. I I made some chicken recently. That place probably serves fried chicken too. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's going to be all kinds of connections. And, and who is Steve in your life? Steve. Steve. Steve was a guy that I that I dated for a while. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're getting into the idea of romance and there's these connections, and your father may be rooting for you to have a romance. It could be that maybe Sean is the fellow. Um, but I don't think that it's a linear reading. In other words, I don't think your father's only message is about this guy. It sounds to me like he has um, multiple things to discuss. I don't know if you've been thinking about him or there's something. Yeah, she called last time asking to connect with him. So. Oh, well, yeah. since you've asked, now you've opened up a whole can of worms. Yeah. Um, he's talking about somebody's hurt foot a club foot or a sprained ankle or a broken foot. Oh my gosh, that's me. That's me. I I sprained my ankle on the track in high school years ago and it actually been hurting me like the last week for some oh, reason wow. with the rain. Yeah. So see, yeah, he's so around you. you. So you see, I mean, that's what I mean. It, this, it's up to you. I mean, we can just say, you know, thanks for dropping in. That's fine. Uh, maybe in the next show you can come back, or you could think of doing something a little bit more serious. It's up to you. I mean, we've made a connection. Yeah, for sure. And, and we did last um, time too. So I mean, you've asked that, and he's predominantly very, very strong in the energy field, even to the sprained ankle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, tell me you love him. He loves you. All that kind of business. Anything more specific? I was gonna, it's going to, it would take more time, Michelle. Sure, I understand but, that. I understand but, uh, that. I think, I think you've made, you know, you've had a lot of your questions answered, answered about yeah. him. I have a question. I mean, it's completely off topic. It has nothing to do with the show, but do you watch Jeopardy? Yeah, I like Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, we do too. It's yeah, I like all those kind of trivia shows. 
Do you do? What do you think of the new host? Um, which which one is it? The Ken Jennings or is it Mayim? Which one? Either. Which one? Which one do you prefer? I think I like Ken Jennings because he played the game. Oh yeah, he's, he's a real better. contestant. Yeah, I much prefer him. I don't care for Mayim Bialik much, but um, the guy on the that, that just had his most recent run, I really like too, Ryan Long. So anyway. Yeah, big oh, jeopardy. I didn't see him. Oh, you didn't. Not when I didn't watch, see, but I, really I know what's going on with that. You can you can actually watch on YouTube now. It's really strange. They never so I, Sony's very protective about their um, their intellectual property. So unless you have like a DVR recorder, there's there used to be no way to watch Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy. But now for some reason the episodes are being uploaded to YouTube. So. You can follow oh, wow. even if you're available to watch the show at Showtime or don't have a DVR. So anyway. Oh, and that's great. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It helps Thank me you. out because I'm not able always to get there in time. But anyway, um, well, we made some connections and we're glad you called back, Michelle. Um, glad we could talk to you today. And let us know what happens with this gentleman, Sean. I, Find out I will. More about Thank his you very much. Background. Yeah. And maybe give him your number. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys connecting because tomorrow is my dog's birthday, so that really means oh. meant a lot for me. Thank you very much. You're welcome. What's the birth date again in full? 6943. 6943. Yeah. Why don't I have that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so he, much. He loves you, and he'll be around. That's good to know. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Bye, Michelle. You too. Oh, I love talking Jeopardy. <laughs> you love what? Talking Jeopardy. Oh, talking. <laughs> Better than being in Jeopardy. Uh, yeah. You can be in Jeopardy and win a lot of money, but you can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you true. can also be in Jeopardy and yeah. go to jail. Well, anyway, we won't talk about that. No, no good. Um, our other caller I spoke with on the phone, but she, I guess, decided not to call back. Maybe she got she spooked that I called her. But I wanted to make sure we didn't, you know, neglect our callers. Oh. By uh, you know abruptly stopping the show, like I said, the music didn't play initially, and I was unclear whether we were on the air or not. We may have been on the air. Well, you know, unbeknown, un- unbeknownst to us, what it it uh, it just brings up the idea that the readings fall into different categories, whether it's purely a psychic reading or whether you're communicating with somebody on, this, on the other side. Yeah, and sometimes it's, you know, it's not even a reading. Sometimes, I mean, there's it's psychic hits, but a lot of times it's, it's counseling when you're doing a reading, a quote-unquote reading with someone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that sometimes just automatically goes along with it. There are some psychics who just don't want to counsel. They just want to give messages, and that's it. They have no business in giving advice or helping they just relay messages well i mean in the case of michelle i what what was significant to me about her calling back and saying well look this is what happened you know i listened to frank sinatra like you said i wasn't familiar with the song but i realized the voice sounded like my father then i went to a trivia night um my friend had a necklace with a bird on it that we all had so there was all these steps that she went through uh, that that corresponded to what we told her in the reading, whether we thought past or present, you know, because we thought perhaps the necklace was from her father. The father did give the necklace, but then the bird necklace came in later. So it almost seems like a pathway to meet this gentleman for whatever reason, whether he's a, a candidate uh, for a husband or boyfriend is yet to be seen, but certainly it was a map to meeting him who was on her, on her karmic journey yeah i mean for sure our 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 lives are based our lives can be defined as somewhat linear to the extent that we have uh, life and mortality and that line that stretches between life and mortality or birth and mortality uh, can be looked at in a linear way uh, with incidences and such things intercepting the line but we all are heading in the spot where uh, where there is the other side. Whether you believe it or not, some people don't believe in that. They just think that this is it. And so you you just you're alive as long as you have consciousness and heartbeat, and then it's over. 
And, okay, no harm done. That's what you believe. Well, then there is a... The idea is, you know, um, and and people will put these these psychic hits as coincidence or some talent of the brain to absorb things. But it's all within the confines of physicality, um, you know, or or some instinctual or intuitive uh, element or mechanism of the brain. Um, uh, there are a lot of atheists who still believe that there's things out there, things. U- UFO or maybe some kind of angel thing, or, you know, but yet they, cons- they cons- construe their minds into limiting the, the scope of what the other side is all about. If well, there it, isn't other side. well, then, you know, there are those people that are... Um, maybe believers or non-believers, but then they have a near-death experience. And then then they come back from that near-death experience and <laughs> think they've defined what the afterlife is because they have that brief brief death or, you know, loss of, loss yeah. of life and then return to life. I mean, you know, just because you go through a tunnel and see some relatives and maybe see your life flash before you doesn't define the content of what the afterlife really is. I mean, you know, that those brief moments can't completely uh, encompass what what it is to be on the other side. Yeah. And it's different for every person. Even if everybody, there may be similar, um, similar experiences when there's a, you know, death and then a return to life. Yeah. A, a lot of people describe an out-of-body experience as they use many metaphors and visuals, but they often talk about a, a, a ray of light or a liquid light. And it's much like the old-fashioned light bulb uh, on, the, on the camera when you took a photo in the dark. There's a portal energy that goes on in the exit and entry of the body where, where the soul will experience relaying messages back to the physicality of the body, uh, what it's experiencing. And oftentimes at the entry of a portal or within a portal, there is a light beam. And it's kind of like the lightning striking the ground. You experience it as a light. I don't, you know, the, the energy of the other side doesn't exist in light. It's not like blinding light. On the other side, and everyone's kind of existing as a soul in in this light. That's not exactly what I've experienced. In in visiting the other side, there seems to be color. There seems to be objects. Well, it was there seems to be activity. It, it's, you know what the the problem is the translation that the astral body gives to the physical body becomes um, somewhat uh, confusing because the, the, what the astral body is experiencing can't be in literal terms because the sleeping body, the physical body, won't understand it. So they use imagery to replicate or, or represent. It's like a simile. Well, this is what it is, but it's like... This would be on the earth, but it, this isn't what's they have washing machines. They don't have cars. You know, they don't have trees. These things aren't on the other side. They don't. No. Oh. On the other side. I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, no, they don't. But oh, but that. that's I mean, <laughs> how many times have we heard people say, "Well, you know, I bet he's up there." <laughs> well, no, yeah, you know, dancing but to Elvis. enough, they do have gardeners and gas station <laughs> uh, I, I never could figure that one out. Um, so the idea is that what the, is the idea? Uh, the, the energy is represented to the to the physical world from from the outer world, it's not exactly, you're not getting an exact literal trans, translation, except sometimes messages can be literal. But oftentimes, um, what's going on up there has nothing to do with any replication of the earth. 
but there's got to be some kind of communication. Communication, so that's why the earth, there are references to the earth or the symbolism. It has to somehow resonate with the person that's being read. Yeah. As much as I can decipher what it's like, it's like living in energy. And I can't explain that. Because when I'm in a high intense energy, um, when I'm having a high intense energy experience, it transcends any thought of the earth. There's no matter involved in that regard, no physical matter. There's nothing that replicates anything that would be on the earth. I can't even, I can't even abstract it and say it's a feeling. You know, my my best clumsy way of wording it would be it's an experience. It's it's an energy experience, but it's but, but it's an experience that is, the, ex- would, the experience, would yeah, would be something that the senses would understand. So it's hard to define it. Yeah, in you words. can't. There's no way to really. It, there's no way to really describe it. Now, the question is asked, well, that's the state. How do these spirits or souls resort back to a language? Now, don't ask me. I don't know. I'm not sure, except what, what I perceive as energy, I translate. And then, for, for the most part, I, I get some accurate response. Yeah, so and that's I, all. But well, the energy. That's also a challenge, but go ahead. It can be a challenge because, you're, you know, you're using, sometimes the energy can be so intense that it appears as a word, and there's no uh, struggle to try to represent what we're sensing. So there's something that goes on in the communication process between, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like cats. Cats don't really meow to each other. No, they, they only meow have to humans. humans. I mean, that's what they say. I've heard cats meow to each other. Kittens will do it to alert their mother. Her mothers might do it to tell her kids get over here. Mm-hmm. But cats don't really communicate by meowing. Now that's what I've read, not what I've experienced. Hi. So when they talk to humans, when cats talk to humans, they think they're meow. The, the, the humans going to understand it completely, but they use the vocal and energy. Uh, in order to communicate, sometimes it's by eyes. If you've ever noticed cats looking at each other, they'll study their eyes, and they see the key mind readers. Well, I think I think cat. I mean, cats have a verbal communication between one another, whether or not it's um, whether or not it's yeah, they uh, just, you know a meow necessarily or not. It's a verbal communication that goes on. They're not just silent. But you'll read that. You'll read these. Cat experts say that cats don't really meow. Yeah, I, I know. I've, I, I've heard that as well. Wow. And that's probably true for the most part. I'm just stating that yeah, yeah, it's a verbal, I mean, a, a, not verbal, but, but the point communication that, and sound. That spirits and souls, when they communicate to humans, they're reducing their energy to a level of physical communication. They're just not using energy in order to communicate as they would might as they might in the astral realm. They're they're reducing their language in such a way that it uh, becomes more transparent in terms of the wordage. Uh, I've heard it said that aliens are you know they they read your mind. They don't really speak. A lot of right, and they're all the communication is, is yeah, completely yeah, nonverbal. It's vibration. And very tiny mouths that people associated uh, with in terms of trying to draw what they experience with aliens and things like that. But there are different kinds. I mean, aliens don't call, come all in one shape and size. I mean, there are variations of alien energies. They don't all look like the typical, you know, ET kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Figure. There are there are different Definitely. figures out there. Which, you know, takes it more into the geometric uh, foundation of the asteroid. There there seems to be measurements and foundations and angles and figures 
disappeared in the energy field. But, you know, we're still getting into a language that can transcend the Earth, as in planets, the solar system, physics, as opposed to making that quantum leap into the astral realm. Um, Astral is actually atmosphere. It's it's, it's heavenly. Well, and, and some, you can use some of the astral realm is heavenly. You <laughs> can use the term astral projection on a scientific level in some respects. But the astral world, it takes on a different connection. That means that there's a whole element, a whole dimension out there that one cannot perceive in a physical way. It, it's you can only enter it through the soul and the spirit. There's no way to enter it through the body. And that's where the limitations are in terms of uh, proving this astral world. So if, for instance, I don't know if she's still listening. She is, Michelle. Um, if her father is communicating to us from the astral realm, that means that his environment is totally totally different from our environment. And it's not something you can go and visit. Well, I'll get a ticket or a train or a plane, a rocket. You're not going to see it. And you can't even get there in the physical body. There's no way to to enter the astral realm in the physical body. You have to be in the soul energy uh, in order to enter that realm because that's the only thing it absorbs. So, you know, when when we're in there, then the then the definition is well, the, the, the souls look the way they did on Earth when they were inside the body. No, souls souls in the astral realm do not look like humans. There's no human form in the soul in the astral realm. We want, want to think there is, but you know, when you die, you don't. Your soul doesn't resemble you in the physical world. There's nothing like that. You're an energy. Right, but in, in terms of the communication between a like a psychic and a, a soul, the soul will, like we said earlier, communicate in a manner that that you know the the subject will understand. So the the soul may resemble their the you know the physical body they had in the, in the previous past life in order to provide a bridge of communication between the reader and the yeah subject. there's a reduction of matter in terms of that to more of a physical um, platform for the sake of communication but uh, but you know when you say oh grandpa's up there smoking his pipe no grandpa isn't smoking a pipe he's smoking cigarettes and he doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> You may represent energy as such to, in order to identify, make an identification. But that's like saying, um, uh, you know, what, can I see your social security number? Now tell me what I look like. Well, and then, and then to go further, then, you know, the, the soul is not just operating on, I mean, even a human body, a human person is not operating on the premise that they're just living one life and dealing with one life at a time. So the soul may be communicating with the person that they were connected to in the past well, life. A, you, there's a concept there. You see, the soul, when, the soul, when the person dies and the soul goes to a lower level of the astral realm, which is still connected to, to the, the earth, earth in terms of a return, there is a, there's not really, the soul doesn't really occupy a body but the soul contains the energy of earthly existence. Right, but what I'm saying is that earthly existence that the soul is dealing with is not just the direct past life that they had, even though in a reading they may yeah. come through to that person. They're dealing with all kinds of karma if they're on the lower realms and right. not totally transcended from multiple past lives. So, no, they're not communicating with the person that was around in the 1800s unless that person has come back no. in the same lifetime but they're dealing with multiple energies. Right. I mean, to put it in plain language, you'd be like a history teacher that one class he teaches medieval history, another class he teaches uh, World yeah, War II. U.S. history. He's a history right. teacher that has different classes 
in the era of different historical moments. So a soul can have be the same thing. It's one body that is aligned with different parts of history in terms of its journeys and travels. And when we re-ent- when we have a re-entry into the earth, because whenever we do ask to project, whether consciously or in a dream state, uh, we do enter that absolute world of soul dominion. We're in the soul world, so we can we discard sometimes discard our bodily existence and exchange it briefly for any any scale of historical moments that that soul has experienced. Not to say too that in the astral realm, a soul, an astral body, can visit periods of the earth that were prior to its contemporary life. Right. So you can actually travel through time in the soul or in the soul existence. Mm-hmm. We call it astral existence because um, you're not quite a soul. You're still connected to the body. You're not pure soul in that regard yet. But there is an element of... Well, the soul is, con- I mean, the soul is connected to the body. Pure spirit, I mean, is the ultimate yeah. destination for the those that want to, you know, depart from the earth completely and not come back. Right. Uh, I rem- when I was younger and a lot more mischievous. mischievous. I, you were more mischievous then? Yeah. Is it mischievous <laughs> or mischievous? I think it's mischievous. It's mischievous, but um, you can pronounce it however you want. But I would do things that naughty, naughty I wouldn't do today. But I would tell my friends, I'm going to ask to project and go to your... Uh, I'm going to go inside your bedroom tonight. And they go, okay, yeah, sure, okay. So then I would ask to project. And with energy, I would knock something over or I would do something peculiar. And then the following morning, I'd say, oh, did you know I was in your bedroom last night? I saw you, you know, picking your nose, whatever. <laughs> and uh, they go, well, yeah, I was picking my masturbating. nose. Masturbating. Um, anyway. Yeah, I saw you masturbating. Um, <laughs> Nice cleanup job there. Uh, and, uh, you know, and something got... I can't got, go further, but I won't. And something, you know, I stopped at the bathroom. I didn't go in there. <laughs> um, but uh, um, I would say, well, you know, this thing knocked over, and that was me. But God, that did. I, I saw it knock over. So you were. You asked for it. Well, Wow crazy. Uh, teach me how to do it. No, no. But the idea is, well, how do you move things? Now, that's a trick. And the, the, the I'm always entertained by that movie Ghost, because I don't know what those writers are thinking, but they got a lot of that right. Hmm, I wonder why. They got a lot of that right. I wonder why. So when he moved the nickel or the penny, and then he met that crazy guy on the subway that would knock things over, yeah, you have to kind of, I've experienced that in the astral realm, it takes a lot of energy to move things, but it can't be done because you're not in a physical body. You don't connect to physical objects in the same way, so your hand will go right through it, if you want to call it a hand. I mean, um, the only thing that, uh, it, it, I mean, Patrick Swayze and Ghost resemble themselves in the astral realm. But that's not the way you would look in the astral realm. And that guy in the subway wouldn't be wearing a trench coat. Well, I mean, but yeah, but I mean, in the movie, they have to, you yeah, know. they have use, to do it. They, yeah, they know, have to. People um, to represent the souls in the astral realm. They can't just, you know. Right. I mean, I guess they could have made Patrick Swayze look completely different. And they could have. But, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in error, too, because the spirits that I see take on physical form. Right. I mean, uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, it's, they do. It's they do. crazy uh, the way that the, the operatives of the astral realm don't always total, totally make sense. And anyone who can experience the astral realm firsthand has a hard time explaining a rational premise Right, and I mean, you know, in our in our home, we have very very strong spirit activity, and the things that the spirits are able to affect on a physical plane would be shocking to those who would be just, you know, 
Yeah, our 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 pre- our habitation is dangerous to anyone but us. <laughs> That's um, true. It do is. Do not enter. Well, no, I but, mean, you know. But uh, yeah, you're not going to you know, sink into a black hole you know, here. But when, when it, it's sort of like a beehive. When the bees understand that there's a, a, hey, there's great flowers over there, and they go back to the hive and they do their zigzag dance, and then all the bees are knowing miraculously how to get to the wildflowers. Well, I made a mistake one day, and I opened up, I opened up habitation to portal realms. Man, did I regret that? Because of the, the amount of portals in our habitation is incredible. It, it's like a gopher field. So, and everyone has to be checked because they're because portals hold portals can hold very Dark negative energy. energy, very negative. And especially, yeah, it's not all pleasant. Well, yeah, places. and especially if you're if you're agents of light and doing work that is uh, that is in contrast with the negative aspects of the astral realm, it, there will be attacks that There will occur. be blood, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's dangerous. It can be very dangerous when you're dealing with those elements and you constantly have to keep a vibration up. But it's like, you know, anything. Life is reduced to, to vibrational and physical ailments. You've got to look at your car. Is it steaming? Is it heating? You know, the water, the, the stove, the oven. Yeah. Everything has to be checked in that. And we had an incident last night where I saw something in an area of our home that I had never, I mean, it was human faces, woman faces, female faces. And I said to you, look, there are female faces in the spot, which, I mean, for 10 years, never have I seen that before in that location. Yeah, so it was like really unusual plus we're hearing a lot of different sounds last yeah, night. It was I mean not all a lot of disruption in the home. You know, rocking chair, pipe smoking grandfathers and grandmothers. <laughs> they play backgammon. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of them are ominous of ill intent. Now the uh, you know, how do you work with that? We've got to work with it with energy because the more radiant energy you've got, the, the less they're we're gonna want to stay away from all. Yeah. Um, want to be around that but challenging but you know we're getting to this this trying to define what is what is the composition of the astral realm and this books you know it books will tell you all about it sylvia brown will tell you all wow. about it and her post numerous books and things like this um, that she's wrote before she crossed over and there are others who uh, decided to speak quite about the astral plane. Who's that guy that wrote the astral plane? He's uh, uh, very famous. Uh, it's a small book. Yeah, I know. Uh, what you're talking about, and I can see H. it. At water or something like that. No, no, no. Um, um, what's his name? That's right. I mean, that. He'll describe the astral realm and different levels of the astral realm. Um, uh, it's called Lead Beater. Lead Beater. Um, uh, so, um, and you know, up there they make fun of them. That up there they call him egg beater. But he, uh-huh. he, that. Uh, he now he just that little little package. I remember picking up that book when I was about ten. I found it in one of the only uh, occult bookstores in L.A. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. At 10, you were able to go have have the freedom to be able to roam around Los Angeles and oh, go to yeah. bookstores on your own. I well, don't know what, you know, I mean, seven years old, they didn't I have that type of freedom. I know, we know that story, but so, anyway. I, I, I wandered. I, I was I lucky you. But I... I went and and back then this I don't know if it was called a books a cult bookstore might have been called a cult books or something like that. Um, it was a very small store, and the books were on crude wired book racks and the astral plane. And I picked it up and thought, oh, I'll buy this. I think back then it was like two dollars. Um, 
and uh, I read it. And it did help to explain parts of the astral realm to me, because back then I was seeing ghosts and spirits and all kinds of forms in various, in various uh, visual presentations. And it did help to explain it. But as I got older, there were errors I found in the book. It didn't quite match up to uh, my sense of reality in Disney, the astral plane. But it was a nice introduction. Well, in uh, fact, that you had something that you could relate to that was actually a physical <laughs> reference to some of the, you know, things you were experiencing yourself is probably yeah reassuring. Well, I mean, you had your grandfather too, so that my was. I mean, it wasn't yeah, like you I were completely my, without. My grandfather's was, was a rare rarity among grandfathers, but he wasn't as. Um, prolifically informed as I've come, come to be. His his knowledge was was more like street knowledge, amazing, but he didn't have the same. He didn't have the same intellectual degree, I, I intellectual no, he didn't. capacity. Well, that's so fine. his 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 speech and patterns of observation were piecemeal. Well, but enough for but me to yeah, there were get certain the, specific things that he told you that were, I mean, notable. I think he was wise and visual. Yeah, he was. But um, you know, it's just times have changed and things are different uh, in terms of uh, our sophistication. A scientist in, in the 1800s doesn't know what a scientist in the 20th century knows, the 21st century. But they may be, uh, you know, obviously intelligent to their time zone and what they were able to handle. Which brings to mind, you know, is the, does the astral realm have a sense of time? On certain, on levels, certain levels it does. On certain lower levels. Right, does. on the lower level of astral plane does. We have six minutes left because we started late. Now we can stop at our 10 o'clock mark or we can continue on for the next five minutes. Oh, no, I, think, you. I think we've, we've sufficiently filled the, filled the time. I think so, too. Okay. Well, we're back on the air, I guess, on Friday. Are we back on the air on Friday? Yeah. And then our schedule next week is going to be a little bit different, I think, based on um, certain uh, limitations we have. So we're going to have to uh, announce that schedule later. But we thank Michelle for her call and hope to hear from some others on Friday. Bye-bye.